the Askell Leadership Podcast. Hello and welcome to our very first Askell Primary Podcast. Today I have Primary School Principal Denham Kite. Hello Denham. Hello Tiff, how are you? I'm great, thank you. And thank you very much for being our first person to volunteer for these podcasts. I'm going to ask Denham four questions today and he knows what they are in advance. So the first one, Denham, could you just start by talking through who you are, your name and your your background, your career and your context? Yeah, so I'm Denham Kite. I um, qualified as a teacher back in 1997 at Bangor Normal College, now the University of Wales, Bangor. Did a four-year Bachelor of Education with honours in Physical and Adventure Education. Um, and I then got a job over in Hornsey in the East Coast. Um, was there for four years. Then I moved into Hull, Kingston-upon-Hull. Um, I was there for approximately 14 years. And that's where I became a head. Um, unfortunately, the, the head that I was with um, had cancer and died. I became acting head and then decided to go for it. Um, never really saw myself being uh, a head teacher. Absolutely love being in the classroom, teaching children and young people. Um, but I learned in the deputy headship and, and the headship that actually there's other ways you can influence what happens. Um, so then after about 14 years, I moved to Leicester, which is where my wife is from. And I joined Krishna Avanti Primary School, which is a Hindu faith school in Leicester, uh, part of the Avanti Schools Trust. And I've been with the Avanti Schools Trust now for five years. And it's a different, um, it's a very different kind of school, isn't it, to to what you've um, to where you've taught previously? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, the Avanti School Trust. Uh, it's a trust that started um, for. Uh, education for Hindu uh, children, Hindu people, so that they could go and follow the, their culture, um, and and that be a really big part of school life. Um, and when I first joined the school, I actually joined as an interim head teacher uh, to cover for a head teacher that was off ill. Um, went there not knowing a great deal about the Hindu faith, but you learned like anything as you go along. You ask lots of questions, um, but yeah, it's fabulous. Great, great yeah. people. I mean, all people are great. Um, but great people, positive, and yeah, we're here to give them the very best we can. Thanks for that, Denham. Um, I know also that if any of our listeners are listening to this um, recently, we you are doing a series of primary leadership and culture, the leadership culture um, webinars for us, um, and that's come from your own experience, hasn't it, of leading primary schools and changing the culture of the leadership team. I just want to ask you about um, the one line that has always inspired me with you, Denham, which is, um, is, it, is it everybody a leader? And that's going to be the focus of one of your um, upcoming webinars, isn't it? Yeah, that's correct. Um, I, I've always said for many, many years, everyone's a leader. Um, and I take I, I used to say that when I was in the classroom teaching primary children, uh, key stage one, key stage two children. They're all leaders. You know, you've got people that are brilliant role models, working hard, being polite, doing the best, neatest work, um, having great stories, great maths. They lead people. People see what they do and, and that's leading. Likewise, if you flip it, if you've got somebody making some maybe not the best choices, um, other people see that and some people choose to follow. 
I, I really do believe everybody is a leader and it, it's the difference um, is what you do with that leadership. Some people have the authority as well as leadership. Some people don't have the authority, but everyone's a leader. And, and I believe that. And if everyone really works on that and be the very best version of themselves and, and is a good role model, they're leading others, um, even if they don't have the official authority, they can still be a positive leader to others. Yeah, thank you for that, Denham. And any other listeners are interested in that, then do have a look at our ASCO website. You can you can see the details of that series of webinars uh, that are taking place throughout June and I think the beginning of July. On to a little bit more of a serious note now, Denham. I want to ask you the next question, which is, as a primary leader, what do you think are the three biggest issues that other primary leaders like yourself are dealing with either at the moment or in the future um for me three of the the biggest um challenges at the moment one is the obsession with catch up mm. we've had a very difficult year uh, no doubt about it and everybody in the profession and, and in even beyond the profession have had a very difficult time and have really worked hard been very positive and you know done the best for everybody but this obsession that i keep hearing of this is my view obviously uh about how we're going to get our children and young people to catch up um we do have a lot of children and young people that you know have fallen behind a little bit um or maybe a lot but it's all tarnished with one sweep of a brush that everybody's got they've all lost a year has been talked about um, if you actually calculate it, they haven't even been a year out of school. Yeah. Um, but we've had some schools, many schools that have adapted to uh, the past year's challenges and learnt how to provide for the children, the curriculum, whatever it might be, uh, and done that very, very well. And, and some children have actually benefited from that. Um, the talk of all this this catch up funding and how we, the tutoring, there's just too much of an obsession on it in a negative way. And actually we need to look at the positives, the great things we've learned from it um, that actually will help us in the future. And I, and I personally believe many of our children will have learned some great skills, resilience, independence, which in, in time, they'll actually do better because of it. But that's not the same for everybody. Yeah. So um, I think we just need a bit of respect for different people in different places. Thanks, Denham. As, the other two? Uh, so the second one, I think, is the disparity in the provision that there is with technology. And that kind of links with number one. Um, we've got some schools, many schools, um, that have very little in the way of technology in their schools, uh, be it devices, be it um, networks, Wi-Fi, so on, um, or the skills and confidence to work with it. And that, that, I think, is a real challenge. So if we were to talk about COVID in the past year, schools that have been rich with their tech or confident with their tech, they've maybe done better or um, not slipped as much because they've had the tools needed to keep in contact with the, the children and the parents and have learning continue as it did before, albeit remotely. So I think that disparity is a real concern and it's one for leaders to think about how they future-proof themselves um, yes definitely mm -hmm. yeah and that, that's not just for remote learning that's just what you do in school anyway yeah. how mm -hmm. you know because you know we're doing things with tech now that we we didn't know were possible 10 20 years ago and, and that'll just keep going tech 
improves and changes so quickly. And, it, and it's important, isn't it, not to step back, you know, to, to keep moving forward in, in these times have taught us a lot about technology. Do you see this? definitely. Yeah, to, to keep moving forward and not to go back to the way things were before. It is. And, and it's that part of leadership for me is talking to all of the staff and the parents and the children about what's worked well, you know, and, and where I am. We, we've had conversations and we're looking at what we do with our homework now. Um, so we do more pre-learning rather than setting homework at the primary school. Um, and there's bits of it that aren't working brilliantly as we change, but we have to be brave and, and we know we're, we're trying new things. We'll tweak it. We'll adapt. Um, to make it better and like you say it's keep moving forwards all the time and not revert to yeah. the back in the class with a pen and a pencil and in rows and uh, don't do rows where I am but um, <laughs> yeah we've got to keep moving forward be brave take risks and try new things otherwise we'll just get the same old results all the time thanks Denim and the third thing and the third thing, I think, is the balanced curriculum. Um, I was really pleased a few years ago when the, the new um, inspection framework came out and it talked a lot about the balanced curriculum. Um, and again, it's, it's this being brave and risk taking. Uh, I don't really see it as a risk, but it's being brave. We should always have this balanced curriculum. I, I'm a great believer that every person is brilliant at at least one thing and we've just got to find out what that one thing is what is it that makes people tick because if we give children more maths for example if they're struggling with maths they get more unhappy actually we should give them the right amount of maths the right way that maths should be but we should find out what do they love is it music is it art is it sport is it drama? And actually people that get a good diet of what they enjoy and what they're successful at, they then have great self-esteem, very positive. And then when they go and do the things that they maybe struggle a little bit with, they've got a positive attitude and they do that well. We can all do everything well if we're in a positive mind frame, if we've got great positive leaders to help us achieve. Thanks, Dan, because that, you know, we, we're reading a lot at the moment, aren't we, about, about other aspects of the primary curriculum being lost, for example, the arts, um, particularly maybe maybe some aspects of sport and it, it is about taking that risk isn't it for some schools it is and I, um, you've got to be brave with it as a leader and you've got to really think about who you are and what you believe in um, this, this is my view um, there are children that art is their thing or photography is their thing and if you take that away from them and, and narrow the curriculum because you're worried about results that you're going to get um, and how you might be judged. I mean, that is an issue and I totally understand that. But let's do what's right for our children and young people uh, and each other. Be brave. And I really believe if we do that and we do that well, the results will happen anyway. Um, because you've actually given children and young people the right education and provided them with what they need and should have. OK, thank you very much, Brett Denham. Um, I'm going to ask you a question about work-life balance now. I know that you are a very, very involved, very busy uh, primary school principal. I have recently had the pleasure of seeing some of your holiday um, images on Twitter. So talk about keeping that balance of, of, of how do you balance your, your work and your life um, in a way that, that doesn't have a negative impact on, on you and your own um, mental health and well-being and your family of course yeah so um yeah i'm married and have one, one son who's um, 10 years old he's in year six and it, it's really important you look after yourself and this is something that you learn in time maybe um 
but I'd got to a point where I was doing too much and, you know, wasn't making some of the right choices. And what we need to do is actually have those, those that balance right. So I'm a key, I've always been keen in sport. I mean, I did, I did a B Ed in PE. Uh, so I've always enjoyed sport, always played football. Um, but recently, as I've got a little bit older, um, I, I run quite a bit now. Um, I, like the holiday you mentioned, yeah, I've just been down to uh, St. Ives and learning to surf. So I had my fifth surfing lesson. Um, so I can pop up onto the board, fall off more than I can stand up, but it's all just good fun uh, building sandcastles. And you just make time. There's only so many hours in a day and, and you can't do that all on work. You've got to have your own personal time. I mean, what we do is a great occupation. It's something you love, so it doesn't feel like work. However, you need that family time. You need to yeah. have your hobby and make time for your hobbies. And I, and I think our leaders, you know, they, they hear this a lot, don't they? Um, about work-life balance and well-being and you know, keeping a perspective but I just I it's very very important isn't it to, to not get um too 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 bogged down if I can use that word um with with the day-to-day running of a school and to and to obviously make make time for yourself I think that's really really very important and you've given some tips and advice there on what um what school leaders could do but I think you're probably right it, it does also come with time doesn't it you know you it's with experience I suppose I think it does a bit of time when I first uh, became a head teacher uh, back in 2007 um, those first few years it was just doing everything and you, you've got to learn to trust other people and yeah. it might not be how you would have done it and there's more than one way to do things right um, and, and that um, accepting that there are different ways to do things and it works and it doesn't all have to be your way actually doing things as a team and i talk a lot about teams and leaders and together and sharing collaboration very very important and even on the collaboration for well-being i i actively seek to talk to colleagues in the week i'll just ring them up or and see how they're doing have a bit of a chat share some school challenges and positive things and I think we need to do that more. I think people um, need to pick up the phone or me- need to take time and say, no, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to have a cup of tea and talk to a colleague in another school about anything mm. um, and help each other. Knowing there's always someone you can talk to is really yes. useful. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's really good advice. Thank you, Denham. Um, coming to the end of this um, first podcast, and I want you to answer this question it's it's the it's the question that I like to ask which is it's it's called why I do this job and I'd like you to give us a short recent hopefully recent story that 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 inspires it might either it may have inspired you it may have inspired a family and hopefully it will inspire our listeners of this podcast yeah so why do I do the job it's um We've done a lot of work on this, actually, where I am, on, on what our vision is. And, and we keep doing this because we need to know why we're here and, and what we're doing. And in, in short, it's to make the world a better place. Everything we do, we want to have a positive impact on everybody um, so that the world is a better place. Because if the world is a better place, people are going to have jobs. They're going to have happiness. They're going to feel valued and loved and wanted and and fulfilled in many ways. Um, I don't know really whether it's an inspirational thing, but 
recently coming out of lockdown or, or having certain restrictions removed, being in a Hindu faith school, we celebrate holy. So mm. we had to change how we did it, but we, we coned off areas so that a key stage could be outside. And for those that don't know, holy celebration um, with colours um, and you get to basically throw uh, powdered a, a special type of powdered paint or it's like a color fight really in a nice way and i remember um while this was taking place not too long ago i could just hear the laughter of the children and the fun going on and after year that's been had by everybody to hear that togetherness and laughter and love and and the enjoyment was inspiring um, and it was inspiring because it reminds you actually why you do the job you do to help those children enjoy life um, despite the difficult times that, you know, we don't know about the difficulties that people go through. Uh, many are hidden, but it's that that love and laughter. And that inspires me really to keep doing what I do and keep um, being as positive and smile as much as I can and hopefully give other people smiles as well. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for that, Denham. And um I know when I've spoken to other primary leaders um, re remotely recently and, and I can hear that they have got a playtime in the background and it is such a lovely sound to hear children playing. I think maybe sometimes we, we've taken that for granted in the past and now coming out of COVID, it's, it's such a lovely sound, isn't it? And um, yeah. I hope your story has, has inspired some of our leaders today. We have, um, we have, some new leaders who are coming into the profession and um, who have maybe secured that role as either um, new to primary leadership or new to primary headship. It's, it's roundabout now that those positions will be um, confirmed. I just wondered um, just before just before we leave, um, just to end on a piece of advice for a, a, a new leader, a new, a new primary leader. Um, or, you know, a new head or somebody just stepping into primary headship or leadership for the very first time coming into September. Just one one little piece of advice. If you could give one piece of advice to that person, what, what would you give them? I would say be yourself, know who you are. Mm. And when you first of all go into the school on in the first week, few weeks, just go around and watch and listen, ask questions to understand what's happening but really be yourself and know why you do what you do. And if you know why you do what you do, every decision you make hangs on that. And then you can sleep well at night knowing you're doing it for the right reasons. That, that's excellent. Thank you, Denham. And I put Denham completely on the spot with that one because we, we had no, no idea that I was going to ask you that question. So, so thank you very much for that, for that final comment. Um, so thank you. Thank you for listening. If you have joined us this first podcast and again, Thank you to Denham Kite. If you want to hear more from Denham, do again have a look at our professional development site, which is part of ASCO's website. And you can see the series of webinars that Denham is going to be leading over the next few weeks. And I'm going to be hosting him in that, which is about developing the, um, the culture and leadership of a primary school. It's very, very detailed, very exciting series of webinars. So do check that out. Also, join me again soon. My name's Tiff Harris. I'm ASCO Primary Specialist. We will have more podcasts coming up over the next few weeks. And I'm very, very, 
much looking forward to you listening in again soon. Have a lovely day, everybody. Thanks again to Denham and take care. The Askell Leadership Podcast. 